Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash Retro. Another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. So you had a full weekend with the feature. Oh, Lord, did I. <laughs> uh, so Saturday, Samantha and I worked a wedding here in Pensacola. We did that through the afternoon into the evening. Then drove from Pensacola to Tallahassee. Mm. Stayed the night there. Then woke up to go to Jacksonville to the Spotlight International Film Festival where the feature got to play um, in a theater, which was really cool. Isn't that the best? I, Isn't that just the oh, best? Oh, so, it was so fun. Uh, the, the showing was really early in the morning, so there wasn't like a big attendance. Mm. But still, getting to see it in a theater was worth the drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the, our mutual friend uh, Steve Wise was there. Um, awesome. He joined us and spent the spent the day with him, and then we had uh, lunch at this really nice um, Italian restaurant not too far from the theater. That they closed down the restaurant for all the filmmakers, and you know had lunch provided for us. And after that, we had the award ceremony and a little little social gathering after that. So um, not too long after the award ceremony, we we came back um came back home cuz we were like if we leave now we can make it make it home at a decent time so that's a lot it was, of driving yeah 
and I, I've already told Samantha that I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere this weekend. Just get, <laughs> I, I need a weekend to just relax and do nothing. See, people don't understand how big that stretch is of the, from the panhandle, like the entire panhandle to the other side of, uh, of Florida. It's like, that's, if you were to drive from Pensacola, how far is it from Pensacola to, to Jacksonville? That's like a good seven hour drive probably. Yeah, I think it's around six or seven if you factor in the the time change from central to eastern. Man, that's a long drive to make across there. I've done it many, many times when my brother used to live in Daytona. Many times making that drive by myself, and it is the worst when you're by yourself. And Jacksonville is just so... It feels so congested. It feels like yeah. Orlando without the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I used to try to avoid it at all costs. Like, whenever I would go visit my brother, I would have to go through Jacksonville to get to Daytona. I would try to time it, either going there or coming back, where I would hit Jacksonville, like, early in the morning when there wasn't any mm-hmm. traffic. Because it is gross, the amount of traffic in that place. The advantage to getting there that early is there is really no traffic. So we, especially getting to Tallahassee, we made insane time, Mm -hmm. but it it was, it was worth it. You know, it was, it was a really fun trip. And then there should be uh, more news to come about the feature over the next uh, couple of months. Cause I've submitted the, the film to quite a few festivals, but a lot of the notifications aren't coming out until late summer, early fall. So yeah. uh, follow uh, the feature on Facebook and Instagram at the feature movie to uh, to keep up to date with that. But how how was your week? Uh, it was good. Uh, Joey in the chat room, Joey image uh, hanging with us in chat says all Italian restaurants are nice. <laughs> <laughs> that food was so good. I'm sure they, they brought us like um, spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, they had some type of chicken dish, um, some stuffed mushrooms that were really good. Just a lot, a lot of, lot of good food. Making me hungry. I know I haven't had dinner yet. I'm making myself hungry, so I need to stop talking about it. But, uh, as far as this weekend, I didn't really do a whole lot this weekend. Um, just played some Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, watched uh, the new, um, new season of Harley Quinn started. Watched those, and uh, watched uh, what we do in the shadows. New season just started, so I'm caught up on that. That's pretty much all I did this weekend. That sounds like a fantastic weekend, actually. It was. Let me tell you, I could use another day of it. Yeah, it's. Um, thankfully, I had uh, today off just to kind of mm. to recoup. It, I was when we got home, I was out probably within two minutes of <laughs> going to bed. I I get it. Got a great night's sleep and you know, caught up on some things around the house today. So it's been a it's been a good day. Yeah, see, uh, I, I know exactly the feeling you have. The first time I saw Monsters Anonymous on the big screen, in the theater full of people on the big screen, was just like, it, it, was, a, it was a lifetime achievement kind of moment. And you can't replicate it. No, you can't. It's so cool. And to see, mm-hmm. even to see myself up on the big screen is like, wow, that's just weird. <laughs> What's funny is there. There's a scene in the movie when um, Jay or not Jace, that's his real name. When Matt, the main character, storms off set, there's a scene where um, all the crew members are looking really shocked. Well, Samantha is one of them, and she didn't 
realize it until we were like halfway home and she's like, wait a minute. I was on a theater screen, wasn't I? <laughs> like, yes, you were. Yeah. That's a, that's something yep. to knock off the lifetime checklist. Yep. You can cross that off your list. You have been on a theater <laughs> screen before. That's so awesome. Yeah. But, uh, well, it, was, it was a good weekend. Tonight uh, for the show, um, we do have, it's not our normal episode. This is another top five episode, which you guys seem to really, really like. Because these are our best, most downloaded episodes as our top five hey, list. People love a good top five list. Man. I don't know what it is. Top People just see top five and they're like, yeah. I'm going to listen to that. It's the same with my show, too. Those are the most popular ones that maybe, I put out every month. Maybe we should just change the whole show to top five every week. Just top five something. I think it's hard enough to come uh, up with top five lists now. I'll try to do it every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it's we, we always appreciate the you know, the submissions we get. Cause that's, I think what makes the top five list so great is that like your list will likely be different than mine and vice versa. And it just it ma- makes you think about, you know, games that you haven't thought about in sometimes decades. Yeah. And the way we do it is uh, me and Derek go ahead and do ours first and then we read yours. So if you're, this is your first time listening to the show, uh, we do these once a month. We do the top five lists and um, we put up a poll on the uh, the Patreon, which you can go join if you so feel so inclined, and you can vote on what the top five list is going to be. We also have a Discord where people uh, get uh, get on the Discord. We have a little top five uh, thread in there. Um, you can join the Discord. Just go to uh, nerdcaveretro.com. We got links for everything in there, including the Discord. And uh, we'll read all those after we do ours. So up first, let me go ahead and play this. We're going into our top five games based on movies here we go so up first we're gonna go with uh we'll we'll have derek start his off we'll start off with your with your runners up first okay so uh, these are ones that you know if we were doing a top 10 list they would have definitely been in it but they just missed the cut Mm -hmm. of making it into the top five uh, my first honorable mention is really a twofer. It's Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. We touched on them last week. These were, pun intended, game changers yeah. <laughs> when they came out. And there have been some great Star Wars games, but none quite like Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. It really felt like you were in the Star Wars universe. When I I specifically remember getting Knights of the Old Republic 1, the day that it came out and it was just an immersive experience. You know, you felt like you were really part of it. And Knights of the Old Republic 2 is probably a better game, but I have more memories associated mm-hmm. with the first one. Yeah. But they're both great games, but I, I had to include both of them. I put those uh, on no, my my runners-up list too, KOTOR 1 and 2. And the only reason that it, yeah. they ended up on my runners-up list is because I have other Star Wars games in my top five. Right. Yeah, and it's the same with me. What's funny is almost half my list is Star Wars games. <laughs> Mine too. That's, that's why I wanted to clarify what we could put in it. Uh, my One of my other honorable mentions is Toy Story. Uh, for the Genesis and the Super Nintendo, I reviewed this game uh, on the show a while back. I remember hearing about this game a lot when it first came out and I, I love the original toy story movie. It's one of those, uh, you, you can remember certain movies that you saw as a kid. Toy story is one. There had never been anything like it animation wise. 
The story was incredible. And getting to essentially live through that on a Super Nintendo was really cool. What really surprised and, me was that the, the way that game, well, I haven't played it, but I saw the gameplay of it. And just the way that game looks, like it looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the graphics were crazy. And you you feel like you're in the movie mm-hmm. when you're playing that game. And then my other, and there's a reason why this one is in the honorable mentions, is Spider-Man for the PS2, the based off of the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. That movie was so gigantic when it came out. And I remember getting this game, and I felt like, you know, I was in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it, this, the story, it's a little different than how the movie plays out but it's in that type of universe and i remember spending a lot of time just swinging through the city and it doesn't look great by today's standards <laughs> well that was the thing but like, it was that still was, fun that was the first game that made like did web slinging or web swinging right and you mm-hmm. actually felt like you were you know web slinging through the city and it was just it was awesome yeah yeah absolutely so uh, moving into my top five list, my number five is a game that you and I love and we've talked about numerous times on this podcast, and that is Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest piece of Star Wars content we got before <laughs> the prequels came out. You had a novel, you had a graphic novel, you had a video game, you had like audiobooks, you had all kinds of Shadows of the Empire related content. Yeah, people bitch about it, Star Wars stuff out now. People don't remember. We had a 16-year drought. Yeah. Star Wars drought from 83 to 99. There was nothing. But Shadows of the Empire was treated like a, a, a full-on Star Wars release. I mean, it was comic books. It was the game. And they, had, they made a whole toy line based mm-hmm. on it. The only thing we didn't get was a, a movie. Yeah. Which, kind of looking back on it, I wish that we would have. But yeah, um, yeah, just the, the the game is great. Yeah, it it doesn't play as well by today's standards because of you know the N sixty four and its limitations mm-hmm. that we see now. But at the time, I loved playing Shadows of the Empire, minus having to fight an ATST with no explanation <laughs> right yeah. at the beginning of the game. But just the the little dots that it connects you know like it has one of my favorite boss fights when you fight ig88 in the junkyard dude that's one of the most frightening things i've ever done in a video game is fighting him in that ord mantel junkyard yep yeah and just you know the the little like i said the little details where it connects between the empire strikes back and return of the jedi Mm -hmm. it fits really well and dash rendar is one of one of the more underrated Star Wars characters, in my opinion. Yeah, he's ship. like Han Solo, but he's, yeah. Which is in A New yeah. Hope. In, <laughs> in the special edition, you see it leaving Mos Eisley. See, that's the thing. Shout out, at the time, I mean, this was full-on canon. Like, LucasArts, mm-hmm. Lucasfilm, all that. It was all canon. And then Disney said, nope. Nope. Not canon. Like, you bastards. I will never understand that decision. Uh, my number four is GoldenEye. I know we did a panel on this at, at Pensacon. The Switch version notwithstanding, this was one of the first like event games 
that I can remember. And when I say that, like there's this hype that was built around it, and it's mostly because of the multiplayer. That's, with the story, with the storyline. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say that's what I, I it it ended up on my runners up list because do we love that game because it's GoldenEye or do we love it because it had that multiplayer? I I think it's probably more of the multiplayer, but I will say in its defense, still playing through the story mode even though it's it's the movie. Like you're basically playing through the movie. It's still not a bad thing. And Chuck so, in the uh, chat room says, check your comics for Heir to the Empire number one. Lots of money. I have the whole set. I had the books and the comics. Might need to look into that. Let me look up on eBay. You you go ahead. I'm going to look this oh, up boy. on eBay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I think we love more of the multiplayer for GoldenEye, but I still had so much fun playing it growing up that I couldn't leave it off my list. Whoa. The heir to the Ender, heir, heir to the empire for number one uh, newsstand UPC variant goes for two hundred ninety nine ninety nine. Wow. Whew, that's a. Uh, I I don't know what to say to that. That's left me speechless. I was not expecting that at all. Here's one that is. Uh, it's uh, been graded. And it is for one seventy five. Buy it now plus fifteen shipping. I have the whole thing. I have the whole set. I have all these. Time to break you, out the comics. <laughs> can you say ka-ching? I'm gonna sell the whole set. You should. Hmm. That's insane. I didn't know they were worth that much. I had no idea. Wow. Crazy. Um. Yeah, the number three on my list is Aladdin. A lot for the same reasons of Toy Story, but because I'm more of an Aladdin fan. It's my favorite Disney movie, and just getting to play through it. And it's it's one of those games, and Toy Story is kind of the same in the sense that there are more liberties with the game. Like, it takes some deviations from the story, but for the most part, it follows the storyline of the movie. The, and just uh, being in that universe and the gameplay is awesome. The Super Nintendo version or the Genesis version? Um, the Genesis version. That's the one with the sword, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Number two is a game that when I still think about it, it's still mind blowing to me, Crap. and that is Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. <laughs> I forgot about this one. I love this game. I remember playing this for the first time. When you're in the first level, you play as Vader on Kashyyyk, and you have to use the Force to blow open this door that's made out of wood. When you do that, I I said something I can't repeat on this show, but you can probably guess what it is. And it was just the use of Force powers, the graphics for the time, the storyline with Vader having a secret apprentice is incredible and is one of my favorite star wars stories that has been told in any medium mm -hmm. my favorite part of the game is when you're you pull down the the star destroyer i mean that was one of the coolest yeah. scenes in any video game ever yeah when i realized that was what you have to do I'm like, oh boy. And then when you do it, you're like, yeah. oh my. That was something that like had they had the sequels been like with a younger Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford, 
that would have been a really cool thing to see was Luke like bring down a Star Destroyer. Would have been amazing. No, right? But uh, my number one is the reason why Spider Man wasn't on my list is because Spider Man 2 is my number one. <laughs> it took everything that made Spider Man 1 great and improved on it. Mm-hmm. And that's really the main reason why it's my number one is I, I love the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man universe. I still consider him to be my Spider-Man. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And just the game is is fun. Like you it took web slinging to a whole new level from Spider-Man one and you get to be Spider-Man. <laughs> and I know the the new game for like the PS4 and PS5 obviously is a better game and is one of the best visual well, games I've ever seen. Yeah, but I think if it wasn't for these, we wouldn't have those Spider-Man Oh, games. you're right. No, you're absolutely right. And I think if 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 anybody has loves and plays the new Spider-Man games for PlayStation, if you've never gone back and played these original PlayStation 2 Spider-Man games that are based off the older movies, just do it. Just go grab them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can go get them for really cheap. Uh, yeah. at the retro gaming stores and just play them. They're so good. And they still, they do hold up. They really yeah. do. Yeah. But yeah, that that's my top five list. Spider-Man 2 had to be, when this was announced, that was, I'm like, I know this is my number one. I had a feeling this, uh, either Spider-Man 2 or Shadows of the Empire was going to be your number one. And they both made the list. But uh, in the chat room, Chuck said he sold a 9.8 Heir to the Empire number one for $1,500. My God. I just need to get mine graded. That's all I got to do. But the bad thing is, is it takes like six months to get it back. Because I've looked into getting some of my If you can sell it for anything graded. like that, it's worth the wait. Yeah, true. I mean, I could, <laughs> I could buy a whole new uh, gaming PC setup for that. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, That's insane. Congratulations I for know, that. Oh, man. That's awesome. Uh, for my list, for my runners-up, and uh, these are in no particular order. Um, we already covered KOTOR 1 and 2. Like, like you said, it, it, that those games were a game-changer, and no pun intended. Like, Even though they're not based on any in-particular Star Wars movie, they're in the Star Wars they universe. They didn't need to be. And they're cinematic on all their own, so... I I really hope that they stick with their plan and make some KOTOR movies because that would be awesome. But we'll see what happens in the future. Um, another one of my runners-up is Batman Returns for the Super Nintendo. It's basically just Final Fight reskinned as a Batman game. But it's a really great reskinned Final Fight Batman game. Yeah, no, I've I've watched some gameplay of this, and I know you've talked about it. It looks really, really fun. And just because it's basically a reskin final fight, that doesn't make it a bad thing. Yeah. Like I if mean, you find a successful formula, why change it? Yeah, I mean, if you like Final Fight or you like uh, um, Streets of Rage, go go pick up Batman Returns, because that's basically all it is, is a reskinned one of those. And it's, it's just, I mean, it's Batman. It's awesome. It's based off Batman Returns. And it's so good. Just go go pick up a copy of it. Uh, you already covered GoldenEye 007. Uh, that ended up on my runners-up list because, like I said, did, did we love it because it was based off the movie or because it was a really good 
multiplayer shooter. So, because I honestly, I tried to go back and and replay that <laughs> uh, campaign not too long ago on when it came out on the Switch. I don't really want to go through that campaign again. And the the controls or lack thereof don't yeah, really help. Didn't help at all. Uh, and the last one on my runners up list was Mad Max for the PS4. It the Mad Max canon is the movies are kind of weird because they don't none of them are really connected. They're sort of more like if you look at Mad Max as sort of like this mythical figure and you look at the movies of like, you know, an adventure of Mad Max, like Mad Max in this adventure, Mad Max in that adventure. None of them really there's no kind of canon, there's no kind of timeline, but Mad Max for the PS4 is kind of a mashup of Fury Road and um The Road Warrior. So you take those two and you smash them together and you get Mad Max for the PS4. And it's sort of like a, it's like a Red Dead Redemption type of game. It's an open world. You upgrade your car. Uh you just you go and get all kind of different cars. Um, you open up different uh, places on the map, like the garages and stuff where you can keep your cars, upgrade them. You upgrade your armor yourself. It's a really cool game. I highly suggest it if you never played it. And you can go pick it up right now for like five bucks at, you know, at GameStop or something. Um, yeah, and Joey said uh, Mad Max is good. It is really good. If you've never played it, I highly suggest going and pick it up. Uh, so now on to my actual list. At number five, of course, is Shadows of the Empire. Like for everything that you said, we had that huge drought <laughs> of Star Wars content from the late 80s um, throughout most of the 90s. We had Shadows of the Empire. and Air We had the extended universe. That's what we had. But Shadows of the Empire was just the, re the way that it took place in between Empire and Jedi we got to find out, you know, what Boba Fett went through to get, uh, you know, Han Solo and Carbonite to Jabba the Hutt was in an adventure all of its own. Like, it's just so good, and it still needs to be canon. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that Disney ever made was making Shadows of the Empire not canon anymore. What the book of Boba Fett should have been yes, was, yes. was that story. Because think about it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that like that's you don't really need to see his face. You don't have to worry about Harrison Ford's age because he's in Carbonite the whole time. You don't have to worry about yeah. how any of the characters look. Do a six episode series on Boba Fett getting Han Solo to Jabba, and that would have been mm -hmm. money. I mean, think about it. He he he's basically not only is Han Solo the most wanted. Uh, person in the galaxy when he's in carbonite and he's in boba fett's possession that makes boba fett the most wanted person <laughs> in the universe so imagine not all he had to go through and not to spoil it but it shows why he's the best the smartest bounty hunter out <laughs> of all of them but yeah it's so good I, I that had to be in my top five number four this one's kind of the dark horse here because the movie is terrible. The movie is awful. It's one of the worst X-Men movies ever made. It's X-Men Origins Wolverine. One of the worst Wolverine X-Men movies there is. But the game for the Xbox 360 was fan 
freaking tastic. Mm-hmm. I never got to finish it, but I it was it was really really good. It's it's so much better than the movie. And if you've never played it and you have an Xbox 360, I highly recommend getting this game because it is everything you want a Wolverine game to be. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, I need to go back sometime and finish that because, uh, like you said, movie is terrible. It's awful. But the, but the game is is excellent. And uh, at number three, Ghostbusters the video game, the one that came out in 2009, I think it was. I played it for the Xbox 360, but it's on everything, and you can still get it on everything right now. You can play it, I think, um, this probably in perpetuity on Game Pass. You can get it on PlayStation 4 and 5. You can play it on the Switch. You can play it on Steam. It's everywhere. It's Basically, it's the unofficial or official third Ghostbusters movie with the original Ghostbusters. It's so good. That game is excellent, and I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, I haven't finished it, but I, I remember getting it, and because I, I didn't play it when it initially came out, but no one has said a bad thing about this game, mm-hmm. and I see why, because what I've played of it is really good. And you should. It's not that long of a game either. I mean, you can beat it in probably eight or nine hours if you just really got into it. Okay. Uh, at my number two is, of course, Super Star Wars for the Super Nintendo. It's hard as hell. One of the hardest platformers you will ever play in your life. But the reason I was able, I think so highly of this game, and I can't remember if it was in Nintendo Power or Electronic Gaming Monthly, but I ended up finding a uh, code for like 99 lives, I think. And it took me and my brother used that code, and we just switched off. You know, when it, when somebody died, we'd switch the controller back and forth. Me and him played that game until we finished it. We blew up the Death Star at the end. We beat that game. Although we did cheat to get there using the code, but it was one of the few actual Super Nintendo games I could beat or say that I could have beaten. How long did it take you guys to beat it? Oh, it was hours. I remember at one point we left uh, the Super Nintendo on overnight so we could come back the next day and finish Smart it. decision. Uh, let's see. Uh, um, num- at my number one. This is one of the best movies to games adaptations of all time. 
I don't care what anybody says. It's one of my favorite Nintendo games. It's Batman for the NES, based off. I knew this was going to be your number one. Based off the '89 Tim Burton Batman movie, and it is one of the most fun platformers you can get for the Nintendo. And I know it's super hard. I know it's hard to beat, but it's just one of those games. It's in the top ten greatest Nintendo games. Like it has to be up there because it's damn near a perfect. Nintendo game. It's just the right amount of hard to where it's not um, frustrating or makes you want to throw your controller against the wall. It's more like, oh, I know I can get through this part, so I'm just going to keep doing it over and over again. It's one of those type of games. So if you've never played it, I just, what are you doing? You you should have played this already. This should be a game that um, somewhere down the line I can I can play it and then we can revisit it. Yeah, and Joey said he used to leave his uh, Nintendo Super Nintendo on pause when he would go to bed, resume when he got home from school the next day. I think we all did that back in the day. That's why I was so happy that you could save your progress and link to the past. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that that ends up uh, my list. Batman's in the number one. The number one slot there, so that's how I'm going to end it. No, it's a great list. You know, it's, um, I won't say I'm very surprised by it, but it's still a, I completely forgot about the Wolverine game. That would have been an honorable mention for me. That was actually one of the first ones that popped in my head when we came up with this list. I'm like, that has to go on the list somewhere. It's also kind of sad when the game is much better than the movie it's based upon. Joey said, that's what she said, just the right amount of hard that it's not frustrating. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't want to say anything, but that, that went through my mind. <laughs> but, uh, but now we're going to, um, before we go into uh, your list, Derek, would you want to do our Patreon shout outs? Absolutely. We want to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout out Travis Martin, Raven, Danny House. Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B. Res Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, Tyler Watson, <clears throat> excuse me, Axblade 07, Armez Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. Rampage, Rampage. Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Joey Image, and Mama Diamond herself, Donna Diamond. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions and keeping the lights on for us here at the show. And if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community, just head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. For as little as a dollar a month, you get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows, and you get early access to our fun commentary tracks like we just mentioned, Mm -hmm. Batman 89. We've also done um, episodes of Darkwing Duck, which we recently did, Um, Tailspin, Gargoyles, Real Ghostbusters, full-length movies like Transformers the movie, uh, Clue, Christmas Vacation. The list is near endless of what we've done, and very curious to see what we do for August. I know. We need to come up with a uh, come up with our list and uh, put up the Patreon poll and see what everybody wants us to do. Yep, absolutely. So head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro, and for new patrons, send us your social media info, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout-out. Hey Derek, have you heard the news? What news? 
We officially have our very own line of coffee at BeResCoffeeCo.com. That's right. Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee. If you want to try it yourself or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion, which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce flavored roast. They have tons of different flavors, and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to BeResCoffeeCo.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order. Up first, I'm going I'm to do Wally's first because I feel bad for, for missing his last month. <laughs> so his, his is going to be first here. Uh, He says, using your incredibly generous definition of games based on movies, my list is as follows. But I I think he used our incredibly generous uh, definition a little too far here on one of these, but we'll see. Uh, We'll start at number five, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That is an excellent game. Excellent choice. Excellent. Uh, Spider-Man 2 at the number four slot. Number three, GoldenEye 007. And number two, this is the one I'm going to take issue with here. He says, Fortnite. Using your definition, it is a canon part of Rise of Skywalker and Free Guy mostly, but also the MCU, DCU, Terminator, Predator, Transformers, etc. I don't know. I don't think we can stretch our meaning that far. If it's in... Fortnite is not in these universes. You're just basically taking the characters and putting them in the Fortnite universe. What do you, uh, what do you think, Derek? Can we count it? <laughs> I I feel like we have to. One, because we missed his list yeah. last month, and two, he's he's kind of got us on our uh, our generous definition. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, our generous definition was it's if it's based off a, a, a movie universe. You know what's going to happen if we say no, then Fortnite is going to be included in some <laughs> kind of movie, and then he's really going to have yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, for real. So we might as well just give it to yeah, him. Even Joey says that's a huge reach <laughs> in the chat room. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I meant to say X, not, not oh, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> And at his number one slide, he says, Ghostbusters 2009, most platforms even Switch. Yes, that is an yep. a excellent, excellent game, and I highly recommend it. Um, we'll go ahead and go to our uh, Discord right now. We'll pull those up. All right. me. I've got to pull it up on my phone because I don't have... Um... Okay. I don't have Discord on my computer. Uh, well, I can go ahead and start it off because um, we got uh, Mr. Joey Image and Mr. Brandon Rutledge. And uh, Mr. Uh, I am the Rampage. Okay. I've, yep, I've I've got the list pulled up. Okay, you want to go do uh, Joey's yeah. first? Yeah, I'll do Joey's. Uh, he says his honorable mentions: RoboCop for the Commodore sixty four, awful game, but I spent so many hours playing it as a kid. Friday the Thirteenth for also for the Commodore sixty four, and also awful. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. I saw that on a lot of lists um, online. Uh, old DOS game. Star Wars Galaxies, uh, PC MMO, uh, in no particular order, uh, GoldenEye for the N64, Mad Max for the PS4 and 5, Goonies 2 for the NES. Oh, I forgot about Goonies 2. 
the Battle for Middle Earth old PC game. Battle for Middle for Middle Earth, there was a version for the Xbox 360 that my friends and I played like religiously. Mm-hmm. And uh Batman for the NES, yes. which you mentioned. And he also adds this, a movie based on a game, Days Gone. I knew he was going to sneak it in there somewhere. <laughs> there's there's got to be a Days Gone. <laughs> I love it. Uh, up uh, next, we have uh, Mr. Brandon Rutledge, and he says, E.T., just kidding. Uh, <laughs> honorable mentions, Alien 3, probably the only good Game Gear port, though I've heard that the Genesis version is the best one. I've heard that Alien 3 is pretty good, too, um, for the Genesis. I haven't played that. Uh, yeah. Ghostbusters, the video game, 2009. Lost World, Jurassic Park, arcade light gun game. Uh, Jurassic Park, the Genesis version. And Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game. Uh, and a special, I saw that on a lot of lists as well. And a special honorable mention for Kingdom Hearts franchi- franchise for their incredible use of the Disney animated film IPs. And for his actual list... He says, uh, Die Hard Arcade, a classic 3D beat-em-up. Uh, for Star Wars Episode One Racer, that was a really good game. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And uh, number three is a tie between Disney's Aladdin and The Lion King. Uh, number two, Terminator 2 Judgment Day Arcade version. All the home console ports suck. I do agree. The uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day is a great light gun game. Uh, and at his number one is GoldenEye 007, revolutionized first-person shooter, multiplayer games. What else can you say? Agreed. Yep, absolutely. No, that's a really good list. Next up, we have I Am the Rampage. Rampage. In no particular order. Well, I'll do his honorable mentions first. Uh, Terminator 2, the arcade game. Willow for the arcade. I didn't know there was a Willow game. I know there's a Willow NES game. I didn't know there was one for the arcade. Jungle Book for the NES, Judge Dredd for the Super Nintendo. I didn't know that existed. I have to play that. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> uh, and Stargate for the Genesis. In no particular order, Spider-Man 3 for the PS2, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, RoboCop for the arcade, Batman Forever, the arcade game, hmm. and Jurassic Park Rampage Edition for the Genesis. I feel like that that had to be a requirement for, for his list. He also says, now we need a top five franchises turned into games because I was thinking about how much fun I had playing Incredible Crash Dummies on the Genesis. <laughs> I remember the Crash Test Dummies NES game, and it's terrible. Yeah, I, I remember those advertisements in magazines that they were, those advertisements, like they were all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, do you remember when the crash test dummies were just a thing? Like they were all over. They started off as the, uh, you know, the PSAs for seatbelts back mm-hmm. in the late eighties. And then they became like a cartoon series and then video games. And like, that was like a thing for like a hot second. Yeah, it was, uh, it went viral before yeah. viral became a thing. And, uh, also these are from our emails. This is from Mr. Armez Jackson. He says, tough list, mostly because games are loosely based, a prequel, or a continuation on the movie source material. That being the case, this is my list. His honorable mentions are Batman for the NES. I'm glad that one ended up on a lot of people's lists here. Uh, Rambo NES, love this broken mess. And I want to review this game one of these days, because I remember playing it as a kid and having no 
idea what to do in that game because it's not linear at all. Um, Interesting. Jurassic Park for the Genesis and Lion King for the Super Nintendo. And uh, for his actual list at number five, uh, Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Busher Bay on the original Xbox. I remember playing this game, and it, it was great. I don't know if it holds up, but it was at the time, it was awesome. I really liked the Riddick franchise. I do, like, too. I love, I, love the, I love that universe. I like the Riddick character. I just don't know why they didn't do more with it. Yeah, the, but Escape from Butcher Bay was a really great game. I never played it, but I heard good things. Let's see. Number four, Alien 3 for the Genesis. Number three, The Goonies for the Famicom. Number two, Goldeneye for the N64. And number one, I was wondering if this was going to end up on somebody's list, The Warriors for the Xbox. Come out to play The Warriors for the Xbox. I wish they would do a remaster of that, because I love that movie, and I never played the game. Yeah, I never played the game either. Let's see, and I believe, yeah, this is uh, last but not least... Mr. Tyler Watson, the official oh, yeah. fact checker to the official fact checker of the Nerd Cave Retro podcast. I'll start with his honorable mentions. RoboCop for the arcade. I put a lot of quarters into this at Pizza Hut just to never make it past the first stage. Uh, Die Hard for the arcade. Also a Pizza Hut quarter muncher. This game was a lot of fun. This game was stripped of the Die Hard name when released in Japan, as Sega did not have the Die Hard video game license for that country. And it was rebranded there as Dynamite Decca. <laughs> it even got a sequel, which was released in the U.S. as Dynamite Cop for the Dreamcast. <laughs> I'm Dynamite That's cool. Cop. <laughs> I did not know that. I didn't either. No. Star Wars Trilogy Arcade, another killer game from Sega. I spent way more than I should have at a movie theater trying to beat this. Mm -hmm. Same. Got all the way to the end of the Return of the Jedi section before I ran out of cash. The shooter bits were fun, but the parts where you use a lightsaber are real janky. Yeah. Yeah. Still love that arcade game, though. That game's great. The worst is when you would get there before your movie would start, and you start playing a game, yeah. and you'd get really into it, and then you'd have to stop because it's time for the movie. Yeah. And I can't believe this is oh, on the list. Oh, lord. But, but there's a reason. There's a reason. I read his list before we started. E.T. for the Atari 2600. Yes, it is a notoriously bad game, but I hold a special place for it as, as it was the first video game I ever played. Without me showing an interest in it, my parents wouldn't have gotten me an NES for Christmas that year, and I might not even be here in this group. So thank you, E.T., for me. That is your legacy. No, that's not bad. But, I like that. Yeah, I I respect that. And uh, Joey in the chat room says he should have added Raiders of the Lost Ark for Atari 2600. I uh, played that so much. I, I don't think I ever played uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark for the 2600, but I do know... That's one of the uh, early games where you have to, it's like a collect-a-thon kind of game. And right. I didn't know you could do that type of stuff on the 2600. Seems like it might be kind of interesting to go back and try it out. Yeah, I would say so. Moving into his top five list, number five, the Super Star Wars Trilogy for the Super Nintendo. Cheating a bit by combining three games into one entry, but I can't separate them. These games are known for their difficulty, and rightly so, but that doesn't take away from the fun factor at all. 
Plus, you can always put in cheat codes. It's what I did as a kid. Yeah, I think that's what was, we all did. Yeah, I think we all had to. There's nothing more fun than playing through Jedi with infinite screen-clearing thermal detonators. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I did too. <laughs> I think that was the only way I could, I, could, I could finish that one too. That's the only one I still have from when I was a kid. Uh, is Return of the Jedi. I don't know what I did with my super, my original Super Star Wars and Super Empire Strikes Back uh, cartridges. Yeah, I, I wish I still had all that stuff. Number four is Ghostbusters the video game for the PS3. I had so much fun with this game. It just nailed everything about Ghostbusters and put you right in that world. The environments were beautiful, the ghosts were imaginative, and the story was fantastic. My only downside was the library stage. It went on for far too long, and it just suddenly ramped up the difficulty by making you go through a long stretch without any other Ghostbuster to revive you if you get knocked down, causing you to do a huge chunk all over again if you died. I remember that part. It's been a long time since I've played this game, but I, it's, I would play it again right now if I, yeah. if I could. Number three is Scott Pilgrim versus the world for the PS3. More based on the comic than the movie, but it was released at the same time as the movie, so I'm counting it. Scott Pilgrim is a four-player side-scrolling beat-em-up that plays like a modern River City Ransom. The art is gorgeous, and the chiptune soundtrack by, and I'm probably going to butcher this, so I apologize, Anna Monaguchi is top tier. My wife and I played through the original several times each when it came out. We got the physical version from Limited Run Games a couple of years back when it came out again for modern consoles. It arrived a few weeks after my PS4 died. When I finally fixed it last week, it was one of the first things we played together. That's awesome to have a, a yeah. game that you can play with your significant other. His number two is True Lies for the Super Nintendo, which you reviewed mm -hmm. uh, not too long ago on this show. Yep. I've been an advocate of this game since the 90s, and it made me so happy that Jason reviewed it recently because more people need to know about it. My stepbrother and I rented this back in the day and played a lot of it together, swapping the controller once one of us lost all our lives. Earlier this year, he came down to visit us, and it was one of the games I had loaded onto my SNES Mini. I turned it on, and we picked back, <laughs> we picked back up right where we left off. I love everything about this game, and it's a rare win for LJN. Yeah, that was the biggest thing for me is uh, I thought the game was going to suck because it did have that LJN label on it, but it was an excellent game. Like, it's really good. Although it ramps up difficulty for no reason in that stupid park. But other than that, I liked it. And his number one is Spider-Man 2 for the PS2. Until the 2018 Spider-Man on PS4, this was the most fun you could have with a Spider-Man game. It really made you feel like you were Spider-Man, and a big part of that was how well they nailed the controls, particularly the web-swinging mechanic. It was as smooth as spider silk and so much fun to do. I'd often turn it on just to swing around the city for a while and let those troubles melt away in a moment of pure zen. The lady whose purse was just snatched or the kid wanting me to bring back the balloon he let go of could wait. <laughs> and that that honestly is one of the, the biggest selling points of that game to me is you just get to... Mm -hmm. It's like Tears of the Kingdom. One of the best things you can do is just wander and explore. Yeah. With this game, you could just swing through New York as Spider-Man. That's what I like, do as with someone the Spider-Man Spider game. Man, I, yeah. Every, I'll just turn it on every once in a while and just swing through the city for no reason. Just, just to swing around. Yeah. Just take it all in. But yeah, that's, uh, that's Tyler Watson's list. So Great that, list as always. Yeah, thank you for all the lists, everybody. That was uh, that was excellent. So thank you all. 
Um, not yeah. sure what we're going to do for top fives next month, but if you do have some suggestions, please drop them in our top five. Um, that is, uh, we have a, in our discord, we have a, um, uh, thread top five submissions. You can go right in there and, uh, give us your idea for top five lists. So we would love to have some ideas on what kind of top fives you guys would like to participate in. So let us know, please. Absolutely. And to answer uh, Joey's question earlier, he said, asked 360 version of Middle Earth was an RTS also. Yes, it was. And, uh, and it yeah, was a really fun one. And Chuck said Galaxies was awesome. And I, I never got to play Star Wars Galaxies, but everybody I knew had a, piece, a really high-end PC at the time and was playing Galaxies. And by the time I saved up money and bought a PC to play, it was already like nobody was playing it anymore. <laughs> and it was going away you know like no one don't you hate when that happens so that's when i started playing warcraft well you may not have picked up warcraft had you been able to play galaxies Yeah, that's true but i mean i still would like i still think that a star wars mmo could work and i know they tried again with uh with the old republic not too long ago and i know it's probably still going and i but there's just something about Star Wars. I, I think that they kind of missed the point with it. Uh, and I think you should be able to, to be whatever you want to be. Like, if you want to be a, a, a smuggler or a Jedi Knight, like that type of stuff, I, you know, you have to sort of like, uh, you know, with Warcraft where you got to, um, you know, get your XP and all that kind of stuff. But then you have, like, I think it's kind of, it would be kind of weird because, like, Jedis are so overpowered in that kind of universe. Like, how do you balance that type of stuff? Yeah. I didn't really think about that till it just hit me. I'm like, <laughs> man, like, Jedis would be, like, so crazy if they're, like, so overpowered when you think about it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to play a Star Wars online game, but... For now, I mean, they've been knocking it out of the park with all the Star Wars games. You know, I still got to play um, the Jedi the, Survivor. Je- yeah, Jedi Survivor. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't picked it up yet because man, that last one that was so good. It was, it was too good. Yeah, for for the record, I did play the Old Republic when it first came out, and I don't know what it was, but I, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, I kept there's looking... something a little off about it. Yeah, I kept looking at uh, some of the um, gameplay videos people were putting out and some of the uh, you know trailers and stuff they had for it. And it just didn't capture me. It just didn't feel like Star Wars to me. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, I totally agree with you. But uh, but anything else before we before we leave this evening? Uh yeah. As always, check out the Derek Diamond Experience. Uh, dropped this week's episode about an hour before uh, we went live. I couldn't record it because I was out of town for most of the weekend. But uh, I, I listed uh, top five TV cliffhangers, which was mm-hmm. a really hard list to do. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, you can check that out. Uh, I also talk a little bit about the the film festival that I mentioned you know, earlier in this show. So you can check that out on YouTube and all podcasting platforms. Just head over to linktree.com slash Podcast. And as always, go check out the Open Micers podcast with me and Mr. Jacob Craig. It's at Open Micers on Twitter, Instagram, or X or whatever it's, whatever it's called these days. I don't know what's going on over there. Um, but yeah, just go check out. Uh, you can go to openmikers.com 
and just check out the show. We've had a lot of really good guests on lately. We've had some uh, really funny uh, hostful episodes where we talked about the headlines and all that kind of stuff. So go check it out. And uh, for next week, I'm going to be reviewing, since we did last month, we did top five failed gaming mascots. I got really interested, and I'm going to go ahead and review Bubsy. Bubsy and Claws okay. Encounter. Claws Encounters of the Third Kind next week. And um, I've played a little bit of it so far, and uh, I can say it's not impressing me so far. Should I make popcorn? Yes, you should. You should okay. definitely make popcorn. It might, I'll make some popcorn. It might be rant time next week. I'll I'll be sure to mute my mic <laughs> when I eat. But uh, but I think that's going to bring us to the end of the episode, Derek. Is there anything else before we leave this evening? Oh, real quick. Um, I actually have a Patreon poll up for my next review that I'll be doing in two weeks. So if you're a Patreon subscriber and you haven't voted yet, uh, poll closes on Friday. So go ahead and get your vote in. And you heard the man. If you want to uh, be a patron of the show, head over to patreon.com slash Retro. As little as a dollar a month, and you get ad-free shows. And if you want to vote on stuff, you got to go to the $3 level. But at least at $1, you know, you can get the, the ad-free show, the RSS feed. You can uh, get uh, you get access to the commentaries like three weeks before everybody else. So just help us out every single month with as little as a dollar. You can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. You can go to nerdcaveretro.com. That's our link tree that takes you everywhere, even our Discord. And, of course, ncrmerch.com, where you can go get T-shirts and hats, stickers, bags, mugs, whatever you need. And I think that's going to do it for this week. And leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to the show. So, Derek, please tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Yeah. Chucker, eh? This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.